In today's show, we look ahead to Thursday in the NBA. There are five games on. We talk about what we're watching for, streaming options, and how we approach the rest of Week 14. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to look ahead to Thursday. There are five games on, including an early game. An early game. 1 p.m. Eastern. It is the France game, the Paris game, the Bulls-Pistons game. So get your lineups set early. 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Eastern. That's 7, 8. What is it? Well, actually, scratch that. Not 1 p.m. 3 p.m. Eastern. My bad. 3 p.m. Eastern. 7 a.m. here in Australia. 3 p.m. Eastern. Get your lineup set before 3 p.m. for the Bulls and the Pistons game on Thursday. We got it. We understand that. We're ready. We're locked in. We've got our lineup set. We're ready to go. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Thursday. Morning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First game is the 3 p.m. Eastern game. It is the Bulls and the Pistons over in France. The Bulls are five and a half point favorites here against Detroit. We know that Javonte Green is going to be out for Chicago. We know Lonzo Ball is out for Chicago. Um, Detroit, a few injuries there. Boyan Bogdanovich missed the last couple. He's fine. He's ready to go. Diallo's probable. Corey Joseph and Nerlens Noel are both questionable. And then we've got um, passport legend Jalen Duran, who is listed questionable with ankle soreness. The report was that he lost his passport and they had to try and get him one. The good news is I think he's going to make it over there. Or I think he has made it over there or has made it over there and he should be at least close to ready to be available, whether he plays with that ankle, which has kept him out since the 6th of January. That still remains up in the air, but that'll be something we need to watch, obviously. On the Bulls, I want to watch Alex Caruso, because last game we saw the Bulls 25 years ago, Caruso played really well, but that was starting in place of DeRozan. Do they go back to starting Ayo Desumu? Because remember, Desumu started, he got benched for Caruso. Caruso got hurt, Desumu took back over. Tosumu stayed starting. Caruso remained on the bench. And then DeRozan went down and Caruso replaced him. So does Caruso get the starting job back? Does Tosumu hold it? I'd argue that Tosumu has been their third best point guard this season. I'm very interested to see how the minutes shake out between Caruso and Tosumu. 29 minutes of Caruso is a 12-team league player. 24 is not. That's a big thing to watch. I also want to watch um, the big fella, Nikola Vucevic. It's Bosa. It's big Bosa. him. Bulsevich. He's really stepped it up in the last couple without DeRozan. He's on a very hot streak at the moment. He's been, I think, up and down this season, but overall up, better than I expected him to be. Still lower usage, but he's really made up for it with some strong shooting rebounds from last season, um, where he was a little bit down in that area. And even the start of this season, his field goal percentage was pretty off. Um, I do expect a bit of a drop-off here for Vooch with DeRozan returning, but that is something we want to watch. On the Pistons side of things, the depressed penis, Sadiq Bey. The last few games without Duran, without Stewart, 
without Bogdanovich, Bay has been really strong. Now, Bogdanovich returns. Stewart is already back. And Duran might play. So what does that mean for Bay? Is he a 26-minute-a-night player? Is that useful enough for 12-10 leagues? Probably not. He's worth having for now and holding and seeing what happens. Because, again, he's, if he's already on your roster, he's already on your roster. And we want to see how he looks here and what the role is. I also want to watch Jaden Ivey, who's been very up and down. Uh, there are a lot of people still holding him in 12-team category leagues. And if you are, like, you've just burnt a roster spot for 14 weeks. Yes, there is a chance that he does get better later on in terms of shooting percentages. But I worry that his lack of rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, three-pointers, um, and both percentages being poor. It's hard to see all of those things improving enough to make him a must-roster 12-team league player. But maybe he is. So we're watching him basically every game. What's happening? What's the trends? Can he stay at 33 minutes? Or will old mate Dwayne Casey pull him back to 28? And that's going to hurt him as well. So there are a lot of things to watch, I think, in this game. The next one is the Warriors and the Celtics. Um, I've got the wrong injury. I've got green and ball there. They're not a part of this game. They're not, they're not playing. So don't worry about them. Iguodala's out. Kaminga, Wiseman, all doubtful. Um, well, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. JB, you've done it again. He's been upgraded to questionable. That's great news for Jalen Brown. It's bad news for Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. Um, so he hasn't played since last Wednesday. So Missoula said about a week or two. So we're going to be almost right on a week here for Jalen to return. So what does this mean? Because I expect this means that both Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White and Grant Williams all come off the bench, making them very, very hard to be 12-team league players. There's, that's It's hard to do that coming off the bench. So that's what we want to watch there. On the Warriors, I want to watch Jordan Poole, who's been really strong since Steph came back. The shooting numbers are way up. Is he a 37% three-point shooter? Can that remain for him? Can the minutes stay at 33? Or is he a 29-minute player? There are a lot of questions about where his value lies. And then also, Dante DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo played 25 minutes in three consecutive games. One of those was without Clay. Two of those were blowouts. But does he settle in as a 23-minute guy or an 18-minute guy? 26 minutes of DiVincenzo pushes him nuzzles to the edge of a 12-team league player. I don't think that he gets there, but that's what we want to watch. And then on the on the Boston side of things, we do want to watch Brogdon, who, as I detailed on the buy low, sell high show yesterday, is shooting the absolute lights out, and that is probably going to drop off. And now we're in a situation where both he and Derek White are likely to come off the bench and probably eating each other's minutes. And that's going to be a challenge. And then I also want to watch Rob Williams, who I don't think his minutes are in any danger. He's getting good minutes, but the production hasn't quite been at the level we need it to be at. So... Let's watch to see his playing time. Let's watch to see the production. Let's see the whole rotation because we're going to get a fully healthy squad potentially, which we haven't really seen from this team all season. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilpa. Bilpa is the best tasting protein bar ever. You don't believe me? Try them. It's very easy to try them now. We used to get them from um, Bilt.com, remember that? But now you can just waltz into Walmart and you want to get there and you go, hey, Pharmacist, because you got to go to the pharmacy section. Go. Have you got any protein bars that taste like a candy bar? Have you got any that are low in calories and low in fat and low in sugar, but actually high in protein? Say, for example, 17 grams of protein in a bar with only 130 calories. Do you happen to have such a miraculous unicorn of a product? And he's going to say, of course I do. They're built bars. Haven't you heard? They're built different. Well, here they are. We've got four bar boxes right at Walmart in the cookies and cream flavor. We've got them in double chocolate. We've got them in coconut puff. I don't know how you could ask for anything else. And then I'll say, but I am asking for something else. Would you happen to know if there's a 13-bar box anywhere that comes in, say, a churro flavor? 
He goes, oh, actually, you know what? I am wrong. I, I do know where they exist at Sam's Club. So you get your boxes of Built Bar at Walmart, get those three flavors, knock them out, done. Then you go, let's go drive to the nearest Sam's Club. And they've got the 13 bar boxes in the churro flavor or in the brownie batter flavor. So you can get your delicious protein bars, which by the way, are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's what makes them great. They're high in protein, they're low in calories, and now you can just buy them off the shelf. So go to built.com or go to Walmart or go to Sam's Club and buy your built bars. Built bar is built different. Raptors Wolves. Um, this is a back-to-back for Minnesota. This is the third of five games this week for Toronto. Towns is out. McLaughlin is out. Banton is questionable. And for Minnesota, Rudy Gobert is out, shockingly, on Wednesday. Will he play on Thursday? I don't know. Edwards is still questionable for Wednesday. So is Prince. So is Rivers. So there is a risk that those guys do not play on Thursday. I would expect that Edwards plays, and I would expect that Gobert does not play on Thursday. But I don't know that. On the Toronto side of things, Precious Achua, the minutes have been up for Precious. The minutes, of course, for the starters remain insane. But Achua has gone over 20 minutes in two of the last three games. Now, it is really hard to predict. He played 26 against the Bucks on Tuesday and didn't play 20 against the Knicks on Monday. But if he gets 20 a night, he's at least a points league option. Now, I don't love him in category leagues. He's a terrible permanent producer because of bad percentages and no threes and not a big scoring guy. Like, he struggles in so many areas. But given the fact that they went with an insane basic seven-man rotation last game, and he got 26 minutes. It's at least piquing my interest. I wouldn't add him if it wasn't for the case that they have the three games still remaining this week. But at least that's a factor. Also, watch Gary Trent, who's been really, really good. Is that efficiency for him going to be able to stick? I have significant doubts on that. The minutes are great, but there's always a weird one that gets thrown in there, like 43 minutes, 40 minutes against the Knicks, 20 minutes against the Hawks, what? So, and it was benched. Like three weeks ago, he got benched. I don't think he's at any risk of getting benched. I do think he's at risk of getting traded. And I want to see how this efficiency stacks up. He's one of the best sell-high guys, I reckon, that's out there. So I just think there's a lot of what he's doing that's not going to be able to remain. On the Wolves side of things, we do want to watch Nas Reed to see whether he starts. But also Torian Prince, who is questionable for the game on Wednesday. But on Thursday, there is some appeal for him if he does play 25 minutes, maybe, um, especially if Gobert is out. I, I want to say that. Well, Jalen Noel's been playing much better. Now, he's one of those guys that if things are working, he gets minutes. 26 and 22 the last two games after not exceeding 20 for four consecutive games prior to that. But if things are off, and if the shot's not there, then he's just not going to play. Can we get any level of consistency for Noel? Probably not. But if for some reason Edwards doesn't play, I would be very interested in streaming in Jalen Noel. The Sixers and the Blazers is the next game I want to take a look at here. The injury report for these teams are clean. Sixers have got nobody on there at this point. Um, and the Blazers just have Justice Winslow as out. So that's that's great. What we want to watch for in Philadelphia is DeAnthony Melton because he's playing like 21 minutes a night as a starter. That's not good enough. In a points league, I have no compunction with dropping him. In fact, DeAnthony Melton, 12-10 points league. Get that garbage out! And it's definitely moving that way in a category league. And if you did drop him in a category league with how things are looking at the moment, I don't actually think there's a problem with it. Again, I'm more stubborn um, and I'm more willing to take some longer-term hold risks on players. But even my projections don't have Melton as a 12-team guy rest of... Or sorry, as a top 100 player rest of season. So I'd be actually okay with moving on. But let's see what the role is. Let's see if he starts, if he gets 20 minutes or 27 minutes. I just want to watch the Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. 
T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Because this sneaky prick is doing things that I've never seen him do before. Big steals, five blocks, 70% shooting, six assists. Like in the past, he was like 20 points, six rebounds, three assists, under steal, 0.7 blocks. And you go, all right, you need usage to get stuff done. But he has, to his credit, the usage has gone away or reduced. And he's gone, I'm just going to do other things now, That's, which is awesome. Is that real? Like, can those defensive stats and those assists stick? I'm still highly skeptical. And maybe I'll be highly skeptical all season. Probably. But let's watch it again. For the Blazers, I'm very worried about Josh Hart. 27, 29, 29 minutes the last three games. And that are the three games that Little has been back and Peyton has been playing. It is not looking good. He was getting value because he's playing 36 minutes a night. If he's playing 29 minutes a night, he is not a 12-team league player. Again, I'll give it a little bit of grace to hold over the next two to three games. They've got a Sunday, Monday back-to-back as well. But if we get under 30 for the next three games, bye. See you later. The upside value is not good enough to deal with that. But we want to watch that. also want to see Yusuf Nurkic. Someone told me that they were sad that I'd retired his sound drop. I haven't. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. But I want to see his minutes because he went 33, 38, 31, 32, and then 23, 20, and 29. Yes, there were a couple of blowouts in there. But I just want consistent 30 minutes from Yusuf Nurkic. Is that too much to ask? Apparently it is. He's still been, I think, pretty solid this season. And still got more room to get better than this. And we want to see where they land on um, him in terms of uh, in terms of playing time. The next game. We're looking at the Nets and the Suns. There's no spread out for this game. But there are a lot of in- interesting injuries. Durant is out. Booker is out. Campaign is out. But Chris Paul has been upgraded to questionable for Phoenix. Kyrie Irving is questionable for Brooklyn. Josh Kogi is questionable for Phoenix. And Cameron Johnson is back. He is playing. Yes, he'll be on a minutes limit. He may or may not start. I don't know. But he is back and he's ready to go. On the Nets, Seth Curry started for Kyrie Irving last game and was able to step up into a solid enough role. And if Kyrie is out again, I would stream Seth Curry in. I would still prioritize um, Royce O'Neal ahead of Seth. But Seth has probably moved into second spot next to TJ Warren as real fringe 12-team league guys, not must rosters. Royce O'Neal was terrible last game and he was dropped in a lot of leagues. I would not have done that. I would go and add him and they have got three games in four nights coming up here, the Nets. So Royce gets that boost. Seth and TJ, well, actually TJ probably doesn't because I don't think he plays the back-to-back. So Seth gets a boost there as well. Probably not Joe Harris. On the Suns, it's Cam Johnson. I want to see, does he start over Torrey Craig? What does limited minutes mean? 15? Does it mean 23? If he plays 23 then and that's limited, that means he's going to play 30, 31 the rest of the year, which is great. So we want to really watch to see how he looks. He's still going to be in that situation where he's like a lower volume Michael Porter Jr., where he hits threes and scores and doesn't do anything else, which has value, but it has limited appeal, limited upside. But his ability to be hyper-efficient is really strong. And he might be able to be a 50% field goal guy. He's like better Trey Murphy. Again, they're the sort of players that we're looking at in terms of statistical skill set. I also watch Landry Shamet, who probably starts again, even if Chris Paul returns, because he'll start in place of Devin Booker. And I don't know, there's opportunity there for him quite clearly. He's a terrible field goal percentage guy a lot of the times. Then he'll have a 60% shooting night where he hits seven threes. And yeah, the points, threes, and assists that Shamet brings, which will drop down if Paul plays, there's a little bit of value in that. I don't think he's a long-term 12-team league player, but at least... For this time, like the Nets, they have three games in four nights. There's a little bit of interest there in Landry Shamet. Today's episode 
is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting odds, info, news, and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and the trends for professional and amateur leagues like the NFL, the NBA, college basketball. There's more. There's so many different things. They're over at BetOnline. Major League Baseball are going to be starting up in a month or two. And you'll be able to check those odds over there as well. If we look at the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, the Eagles are seven and a half point favorites over the Giants. Is Daniel Jones going to get the big rushing yards again? You can check out his player prop for rushing yards over there at BetOnline, as well as maybe taking the Giants as an underdog. All that is available to check out at BetOnline. And interestingly, the lowest game total for those divisional rounds is the Niners and the Cowboys at 45 and a half. That seems to be coming down as well. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's look at streaming. The Thursday, Friday, there's only two teams with a back-to-back. It's the Warriors and the Nets. So, yeah, Clay is going to sit one of those games, I'd expect. Um, and then for Brooklyn, Kyrie with a calf issue. Maybe he doesn't play both of those. That's probably all. TJ Warren probably sits one of the back-to-backs, actually. I don't think Joe Harris or Seth Curry will sit, but I will, and there is a risk of Ben Simmons there as well. Um, so that's something to watch. But there is streamable value there for, um, not Shamit, for O'Neal, for Curry, um, yeah, obviously someone like an Anthony Lamb in Golden State or DiVincenzo with the absence of Clay Thompson most likely coming up on the Friday. If we're just going to stream on Thursday, I really like the value of streaming Kyle Anderson. Um, Alex Caruso, maybe, maybe depending on what they do at the starting spot. Pat Williams, although value drops with DeRozan back. Uh, Landry Shamet, Nas Reed, Kevon Looney, Seth Curry, and Damian Lee. Damian Lee's value probably does drop if Chris Paul plays but he's still got some stream appeal. For deeper formats, we go Shamit, we've got Eubanks, um, Kobe White and Ayodosumu, Derek Jones Jr., who's seemingly taking over the backup center role. Anthony Lamb, Gary Payton, and Jalen Noel all have some value there as deeper league streams. For points leagues, these guys are all available in 40% of leagues. Yeah. Kyle Anderson, Landry Shamit, Isaiah Stewart, Derek White, Kevon Looney, Royce O'Neal, Precious Achua, and Pat Williams. They all have some appeal for Thursday's action. And then we look to the rest of the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There are a few teams that play three games in four nights, four of them. It's the Suns, the Nets, the Raptors, and the Warriors. The Warriors are going to have a Clay Thompson rest in there. Um, the Suns are going to have probably a Chris Paul and Cam Johnson rest in there. The Nets could have a Kyrie Irving rest in there. The Raptors won't rest anybody. So that's your three games in four nights. So some value schedules there. But there are plenty of guys that I would add for the rest of this week who got strong value on a per-game basis. Kyle Anderson should be rostered. Jalen Duran's only got one game, but he shouldn't be on the waiver wire. Timothy John McConnell's got two more games left this week. Shouldn't be on the waiver wire. Jalen Williams, the Bronco, two more games this week. Shouldn't be on the waiver wire. Broncos country, let's ride. you got Andrew Nempard and Trey Murphy as well as guys to give you nice top 100 per-game value for the rest of the week, and they've got two games in four nights. And then if we're looking for real value streamers, Royce O'Neal with three games in four nights, love that. And Landry Shamit with three games in four nights. Again, expecting that if Chris Paul's not going to play all three, Cam Johnson's not going to play all three. So there is value there in Shamit, even though he'll have some poor moments. The volume of three games in four nights is actually pretty appealing. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.